Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, we're talking about how OpenSea is joining the feature fight of NFT analytics. I think this is breaking news because we broke it accidentally on the last episode, but we'll get more into that in a bit. Andrew, how's it going? It's going, going pretty well. You know, I got to say, I'm a little frustrated, George. I've been trying to access these, uh, these analytics and not on my account, apparently. It's like I'm not on the list. Oh boy, you should see how frustrated Mr. Insider is here that I have this weird random beta access uh, that we'll talk about to OpenSea Analytics. By the time you hear it, you'll, you'll probably have access to it, but we'll, we'll dive into that. And then I also just found out five hours ago, I also got a, a little uh, drop because I said I didn't have it, but from the ferocious canvas. So full disclosure, I've got one of those and now I'm pumping my bags. Sweet. Nice. Oh, I'm glad you, uh, you got one. I was a little confused when you, uh, you said you did since I didn't remember seeing you at the, uh, the paint party, but something like, uh, chesting. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds like it was smart for you to register to go to the paint party and that worked out nicely. Yeah. Those are, you know, half an eth as we said. So yeah, we're it just pays to be, like we said, don't necessarily go out and jump at them at that price but you know we're yeah, 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 if you yeah. are in if you are interested in you especially yeah especially like look here's what we're realizing about it now is that there's a lot of folks that don't necessarily know they got it so this is an artificial war i would say yeah. because it's hanging out in people's hidden uh, hidden section of OpenSea, and so that we don't have the whole volume which means that that price may change yeah so we're saying this an episode after we recommended it cool i feel like people wait on it they binge this stuff yeah of course yeah so anyway we'll get into our news we've got uh the limit break games the the uh the team behind or the company behind digi daiku um is planning a suitable ad plans to spend 6.5 million on an ad for the game this is one that was you know free to own initially um they certainly uh, made a lot on royalties since then and wow playing and you know they also raised a lot of money but wow planning a 6.5 million dollar fundraise here you know the goal ha as he said has been to get more people into it by giving away nfts so i'm sure there will be a big uh you know call to action to get people to actually sign up and get a free nft somehow through their um whether through a platform through an app whatever they may have set up at that point it says it's going to be the first blockchain gaming community to have a Super Bowl ad. There was a lot of crypto.com. There was a lot of 
you know. Yeah, I'm trying to remember now. Read out there. Does that check out? Okay, okay. We had a lot of crypto last year. I could have yeah, before I saw some ponies in there, but that may have been for Budweiser. I think that's also Zed by my go account, but <laughs> I think that's how they want you to think by some of their uh, you know partnerships anyway. The, uh, Ooh, that's a lot. I am. You know what? I'm very impressed with the balls that it takes to lay out that amount of cash in the middle of a down market to advertise not just crypto, which is probably not, will not have made a comeback by then, <laughs> but derivatives on top of crypto with NFTs. I think that's really going to land with the public. Oh, man. All right. So this, <laughs> this is, uh, you had five people who've char been charged with theft over board eight NFTs uh, that they uh, stole, uh, I, I, it was, there was a whole thread put out by, um, uh, Zach XBT, who has done a number of threads on uh, different scammers and bad actors in the space. So they used a lot of what, uh, he reported to, to find these, uh, these five people, you know, they'd make a big deal about them being born between 98 and 93 and that the parents of one of them, um, had been released. I'm not exactly sure why that is, you know, certainly um, not a young, young enough person you'd think, but you know, these are adults that have done this, but yeah, nice to see at least some, something coming for some of these, uh, <laughs> scams that have happened in the space. Well, it's just interesting that I think blockchain opens itself up to the sort of at home detective quite, quite well. Where it's like, you just need someone with enough time and purpose to really dig through some of this stuff. And uh, you can get some pretty, pretty impressive policing from, from the community, right? Yeah, you know what? I think what's really going to bring people in to crypto is when they have a great podcast about finding criminals through crypto. <laughs> Get all sorts of at home people then getting into it. You'll be listening to the new episodes. Hey, you know, could happen. I see a lot of people getting into the idea of following different wallets and everything. And uh, it is cool to see there's somebody, you know, that it can be just anyone that can use this. Also, it doesn't go away is the problem. You don't think there's no, you can't just hope that it goes away after a certain amount of time that, you know, the blockchain stores that and it's still there so you better be careful forever yeah the axe forgets the tree remembers and by that i mean the blockchain Ooh, nice nice yeah deep cut all right so this one we've got a couple of things from the gods project on solana a couple of different solana things here actually um so they slash the royalties to zero and then the artist behind it left the team to focus on 101 one of ones i'm sure they try to you know overshadow the the artists leaving with the news that they were cutting the fees you know which is significant to say that they aren't going to take a cut of of the trading anymore um and rely on you know, supposedly that or what i suppose would be um new project releases for, for revenue yeah well i mean assuming that they were hold on is there a Solana market that does what X2Y2 is doing with the zero fee anyway? Yeah, there is. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Gotcha. Well, I, th I you know what? It's not rugging. It's respectable to say like, we're not going to do it. But also I'd be worried about as a community member holding that, then like what's funding the people that should be marketing and pushing this thing forward. Um, 
maybe that's what led the artist to leave. Who knows here? Yeah, I'm not getting paid anymore. But just for context, like the last seven days, I uh, saw roughly 21 million in uh, Solana, which is roughly a third of what happened on Ethereum by sales and USD volume. Albeit the transactions are kind of the inverse. It's 3x almost the other way with number of transactions on Solana. So uh, there's a lot more trade hands over there. Yeah, lower fees, I think, also allows some of the, the lower cost um, items to be traded more freely. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, so next headline, Solana Network was exacerbated by the NFT airdrop malware. Right. So, you know, we've talked a lot about different issues that the Solana Network has had, how many times they've gone down. There, So there's an, on, see, there's an ongoing threat that's been running for weeks with NFTs titled phantomupdate.com or updatephantom.com sent to Solana users. They include a warning that, that failing to update could result in a compromised system or crypto theft due to network, due to hackers exploiting the network. So then it clicked, um, files are downloaded on your computer, hack happens that way. These are all over the place. They're just being sent out, spammed everywhere. Um, it's also clogging up the network because of how many of, this, of these are being sent out. Um, you know, as we've seen, the network is fast. It's not always reliable. Um, well, it's not it's scalable. It's not scalable. Right. Exactly. You can be like, fast, 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 not many scalable, things. secure. You can have like two of those. And they've chose two. Hey, you won 98% uptime, not always have access, and you don't know what happens with those 2% of time. <laughs> right. But, you know, I'm a, a door that's unlocked 2% of the time. Um, you know, it's not so great, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on what you even there. Oh, a ton of valuable digital items that can be stolen real quick? Okay. Cool. Look, I'm not saying it could happen, but it definitely leads me, you know, it made it, yes, it could happen with a network out. You don't know what is happening at that. So that, and that's, that's a good question, right? Like, there's no way that all of the transactions on this platform are human driven. I don't know if there's a way to figure out if they're all human driven, but at, here's the problem of, spam and email. The cost of sending a message is essentially zero on email. Thus, we get shit tons of spam. So it's like, how many emails you're getting? Okay. The cost of sending a text message is what? Three cents, penny, depending on what, by volume. You get fewer, you get some, you get fewer spam messages. Just simply put, on a communication medium or an ability to like, generate revenue from tricking people into updating your network, it pays for me to run a bot nonstop. That thing pays for itself and that generates that traffic. I wonder how much of this like coming off the like, oh, it's got 3x the amount of transactions is really like a measure of use or a measure of abuse. Trademark. Yeah. The trademark 3A NFT. Nice one. Nice one. <laughs> Man, you write these down? I post every episode to the blockchain. We own it. All right. Uh, ENS has introduced a wrapper that now allows you to create subdomains of your ETH names. So if you want, you know, if, if we need to, you know, get a uh, myth47.3anft. <laughs> Did we ever say something like that? ENS name? One of our, I'm just saying, you know, shouting out <laughs> big, uh, our big Discord uh, uh, active members there. <laughs> Hold on. Do we ever get our ENS name? I'm so embarrassed. Do a live check for you. Look at something that I, does, does anybody remember if we've had this oh, conversation? No. 
unavailable. Well, who owns it? That's not mine. <laughs> oh, this guy. Oh, he's pointing to him. Oh, I own that one. Yeah, I own that oh, one. Wallet. Yeah, I, I have almost nothing after that. I did that a while ago. I think we may have uh, may have talked about that. I get them. Come I can't on, remember if I was on air. I don't remember anything. Oh, man. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. I think that's what we're doing. I mean, that's great. 3A NFT. Look. Boom. So we could do a uh, subdomain to this now, huh? Yeah, yeah. We're going to, you know, we'll have. Yeah, well, about when we do that NFT drop, right? Yeah, right. Um, yeah, don't don't expect that anytime soon. Okay. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll wait at that half Yeah, and coming up next, Vitalik. All right, uh, all right. So here, this one's this one's 165 million. Just was raised by Uniswap to build an NFT aggregator. Um, heard something, you know, they've kind of been getting into the space in different ways. Um, but yeah, this is big money going towards it. They are obviously well known for being a, uh, a uh, token swap um, uh, app, um, but they're trying to bring more liquidity liquidity to NFTs here. Um, so I, what did they, I know that they had recently um, acquired a company as well. Was it, uh, oh, Oh, they had acquired uh, Genie.xyz. So, you know, they, they had already acquired that. They're raising more money now to keep going into this space. So, you know, despite the, uh, the you know, relatively low volume, you know, there's definitely a lot of building going on. You see Uniswap taking it seriously when they are uh, building a product to go along with their token swap product. Well, it's just impressive. A uh, valuation of $1.7 billion, but it's not making enough profits to pay the bills. Well, looks like you need a little extra cash to make it out of the make it out of the down market. But uh, clearly, when the volume comes back, that's where Uniswap Uniswap's able to make you know small percent on high volume. Without volume, though, you got a problem. Yes, yeah, got one other uh, one other um, one other uh, sorry startup trying to tackle the liquidity issue here. Much smaller. Uh, startup here this is the DeFi DeFi llama founder it's done a lot with in the, the DeFi space as the name implies um this so this is a, to bring more liquidity to nfts um you know we've seen this all over the place that there just there seems to be we need to find ways to have to make nfts generally more liquid um we see that there are big gaps we see that there are um not necessarily bots, but there are people using scripts to kind of fill in those gaps to and, and end up making a lot on the liquidity in between. Um, so, you know, we know that there needs to be more coming into the space. The uh, founder of this goes by OXNGMI. It looks you know, not going to make it, um, but he has put out some pretty impressive products uh, in the DeFi space. There's one dashboard that I uh, look at quite often um, for idea of where people are moving uh, stable coins around um just to get an idea of where net network usage may be shifting and uh you know i'm glad that he is getting into this i think they're, they the more solutions we have to uh, start working on bringing more liquidity to nfts the better yeah as long as it doesn't take the shape of like margin lending although i don't know if it's not the second cousin of it but it you know it allows you to maintain some volume but it's all assumed though right on on floors, floors which now live across many platforms. So in this area, you got to be real smart to be building stuff in here, I guess. Okay. Oh, you got right. affordable, 
thing here? What is this? All right. So I've got this project is called Quirky by Tara Donovan. Uh, this is, this is a, or a, a collaboration between Arclocks and uh, Pace Gallery. Uh, Pace Gallery is a, I think I've mentioned them in the past on the, the show. Um, they've got a few different galleries around uh, New York, uh, London, Miami, uh, Bay Area as well. Um, and they've recently launched, uh, this is their second NFT project. Um, so this is in collaboration with Arplox. They released this, what was this, three days ago? October yeah, 10th. So October 10th. Yeah, so it's a collection of, I think this is, yeah, 500 pieces uh, minted out around 0.3 ETH. It's sitting at 0.36 right now. The pieces themselves are, they're black and white. They each use one single character, um, thus the, the QWERTY name, uh, you know, the reference to keyboards there. Um, so each letter in the, in the piece is then uh, repeated in different patterns. So from a distance, you don't really see the, the letters. You just see kind of the pattern that it creates. Um, the other project that Ace has put out was uh, Petro National. Um, I think that sits around a four ETH floor, um, smaller project, I think it's 165 pieces, um, but it, you know, has maintained a, a good floor and you know, part of what, uh, you know, makes this attractive to me. I'm still kind of looking for it to maybe come down a little more. I have not yet picked one up. It, it, there was a point I, I nearly pulled it or I did pull the trigger and, uh, the one that I tried to get, um, Someone had, had beat me to it and, you know, kind of <laughs> didn't end up going back and picking up another one. Uh, but, but I am looking you're at saying it. you're dropping, you're dropping bids on this thing. I think it's worth putting a bid on. I think I saw one get picked up for maybe 0. 0.28. I was going to say a oh, 0.30. Yeah. 0. 0.32, 0. 0.31. So, um, the last sale was actually a 0. 0.55. Um, you know, I, part of it for me would be also trying to find, um, you know, maybe you know, finding one that I like, there are, there's definitely different patterns that, that to me look, uh, that have worked out better in the way that come out, but, uh, it, we're thinking Tara Donovan. It. Yeah. So Donovan is, she's the, this is her first NFT project. She's done a lot of other types of art. Um, as this year, she, her work practice, uh, spans sculpture, installation, drawing and print ma making, um, so it says that this is deeply engaged with her screen drawings and she moves, pinches, and cuts the wires of woven aluminum uh, insect screens. So I haven't actually checked out so much of her other work at this point. I, I do like when, I, I like getting someone's first project in general and, you know, I like when people are trying to explore. Um, but yeah, I think that'd be well, seems cool. Like the work is called Quirty, I guess, because she does like work with uh, 1930s typewriters and basically like plays with like elements of that. So like, I'm looking at one, it looks like she just like did a whole bunch of W's next to each other all over the place. Yeah, exactly. So each one is one single letter. Looking at one. Oh, look at this. There's a, there's a G right here. Oh, I'm going to have to get the G where? A G oh. on the floor. <laughs> oh, just get that G. Yeah. I may make a collection off right this. I, um, I'll do a little bit more work on Tara. Yeah. Worth looking into. Hey, um, this is cool. You know, I, I, yeah, I don't have one as of now, but me pick one up but I've been, been keeping an eye on it anyway uh, well thanks for bringing that I think that's like kind of exactly where I like shopping these days of uh, art capital A that 
again, if that artist carries forward, if, uh, you know, the brand of pace and, or, you know, the art blocks keeps moving as it does, like, I think this is a, a lower time price to, to buy. So, nice one. I'm glad I asked for it. All righty. All right. I think you're going to have to, uh, meet us on our topic here since, you know, <laughs> he's not giving me access. So I'm laughing because I, uh, on the last episode, I just basically was just like, oh, Andrew, are you seeing what I'm seeing here? Like, look at this analytics section of OpenSea. And you should have seen his face. He was just like, what? What's going on? Where is it? Where is it? I'm giving him the link. It's a poor fork. <laughs> and I'm talking through it. And then we realized, not even just like an add-on, uh, apparently, uh, breaking news, some users of OpenSea now have access to analytics, an analytics beta tab inside of any collection you go to. And it looks like when I go to that uh, analytics section, as I was explaining last time, you can kind of look over a period of days, uh, tracking up to like, uh, gives me an option of 30 days. It's giving me a look at floor price tracked over time, which can I just tell you, is so much better than activity, like that raw activity over time, which just sort of merges and purges out like all of this data all at once is like every aggregate amount averaged together this is like the actual floor that i'm seeing over time which is uh which is really far more helpful uh in that um in that track over time and then like volume like whatever fine volume we already had that in activity uh it gives you a scatter plot of sales as little dots and i will give uh screenshots of this in the, in the actual episode so that you, you have access please or on access people we don't have or the. Let me know. Just let me know. Brag. Tell me you have access, and I don't. <laughs> We're pretty sure it's because I have so many horses. I think it's just getting back to yeah. them respecting the horse, the horse owners of the community. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear. Open Sea knows we're moving to a to horse based economy, but uh, no, and this is really cool. I think it's great. It just gives so much more insight to collections, and it's it's things that. I would say a lot of savvy collectors were looking at, but they had to, you had to go to other places to get it. And that's, you know, it's, it's crazy for the, the number one, um, uh, marketplace to not have some of this, you know, or didn't still doesn't have a lot of this available to on its own site, um, for many users. And yeah, I think this just will, uh, giving more information and insight to collectors is always a good thing in my mind. So I. And I love this that they're doing this and, you know, hopefully rolling it out everywhere uh, shortly. Yeah. So it also goes to like price distribution where it shows you a, uh, a look at where different things are, are listed. Um, it's not showing me offers yet. Cause I think it's maybe not good enough, but they're getting there and it shows me owner distribution, which I like. So you can see if like one owner is disproportionately like Ooh. holding <laughs> holding most of the, the items, right? So you get a, a healthy distribution. I'm just like looking at Akatars and that's the one I gave shots of. And so you can kind of see it 57% of one item while only 0.3% or 51 or more. Uh, I get nervous if uh, it looks like one owner has a distri- you know, like disproportionate amount of it. It just means it's uh, going to be much more of a volatile, vol- volatile floor slash like someone's just going to dump their bags. Uh, and then it gives you a rundown of, uh, the top, uh, the top owners. So you can do your own, like, you know, whale, whale hunting and understanding. Uh, and so for Akatars, I see Pranksy. I mean, we talked about how magic had such a powerful 
analytics dashboard. And this is why competition equals good. Like this is why consumer wins with competition because for the longest time, OpenSea did just so little, it was impressive to, I don't know, make sure their users weren't buying fake things to make sure that, I don't know, there was some sort of due diligence and police checking of people that randomly said like this was stolen from my wallet from like the features. You remember those black. days when OpenSea would just go down because of so much activity though? I miss those. It was nice when they would go down like that, but it was, you know, everybody loved to complain about it. And it was, it was common for them to decide to go down, but also to not put in features that people were asking for. And it's hard to see what, <laughs> you know, what improvements they were making at that time. This is, this is awesome. Yeah. Competition is good. As you said, George, this, this is very similar to what uh, Magic Eden had. Um, we've seen other um, marketplaces use some of this, you know, gem, the, the, uh, aggregator that, uh, OpenSea, um, owns actually now they, they bought them, you know, they had some of these, these direct Dune analytic tables on their site. So, you know, I imagine that, um, you know, they realized that people were actually using those, uh, before making their, their buying and selling decisions and, you know, realized it would help to put them in right on their own OpenSea site. So this is interesting. It looks like they've only been collecting or floor data going back to the uh, beginning of October and they like don't actually have retroactive data. Now this may get resolved uh, over time as they, uh, yeah, that's, I get it, but like Akatars go back. This is one that's been around. The first one you're looking at, they didn't, didn't have enough data, I believe. This certainly does. And yeah, it's, it's not filling in the whole. Um, the whole history there. I have a different type of question. So right now, you know, OpenSea is battling at like half of the market-ish, depending on the week. A year from now, do you think OpenSea has at least 20% of the market? In terms of, well, so, you know, I think we're seeing that, you know, a lot of the, you know, I looked at some of the, the distribution of how people are using these different platforms recently. And what I'm seeing is that the, the people of the order source, like where people are listing them is still largely open sea, you know, it's talking about like 80% open sea, um, finding that the, you know, fill source where people are filling the orders, you know, that, you know, we've seen a lot go through gem, um, 20% through gem, I guess in terms of volume is even more distributed though. That's where X2, Y2 is 30% of the 32% of the volume. Right now, we've got OpenSea about 38%. So they've actually increased it recently from where they were. And then looks rare is at 70, 17%. So, you know, to say OpenSea, you know, they have to lose about half their market share now. That seems, yeah, that seems pretty feasible considering, um, you know, considering where they were 12 months ago, you know, dominating it and having lost a good amount already. I, I see that trend continuing. As, and I don't know if it necessarily means that X2, Y2, um, and some of the, the gem genie, some of the aggregators are, are, you know, I mean, I think they'll take more volume and mm -hmm. I think that there's going to be new players come in that we, you know, maybe they're taking a small amount now, but I think there's going to be something that will start to increase that, that market share. And I don't think we're going to see one necessarily dominate that, um, to the extent that we're seeing right now. I agree. I, I definitely agree and, and see that like 
you know, that's going to become probably a more fractured market before it becomes a, a more consolidated market. And then things like Genie, the, the aggregator of aggregators um, that help you find a, a uniform price, like that's where people are primarily going to go. I mean, the truth is like we were both joking that we didn't see our, uh, our ferocious paint, um, uh, paint canvas drops. And it was only until we went to our uh, uh, WagmeWMI.io accounts that we were like, wait a minute, this is actually in my account. Yeah, and what's strange, you know, I had it in my hidden folder in OpenSea, you know, which fine if they're going to put things that are just airdrop there. But the things, there's so many things that come through to my unhidden wallet that are just airdropped to me and are complete junk with scams attached to them. And some of those that will drop an NFT and then make an offer on it, hoping that you try to accept the offer. It doesn't work. Then you click through to the site and I get those in my main wallet or in my main you know, unhidden collection all the time on OpenSea. I'm not sure why, you know, how they're making those decisions of what gets through, but yeah, you know, I definitely like to see an improvement in those filters. Yeah. Maybe that's a yeah. place for, for others to come in. I mean, this is, I, this is a junkyard I've got in here. I like the amount of research I'd have to do to understand like whether or not these things are real. It's so hard. I mean, there's a tool for you, something that like, auto filters these things in a smart way, like someone who does it. Yeah, I just unhit this little fella. But I have other things in my junk wallet. Maybe, hey, I'm, I'm episode topic for the future. What the heck junk wallet? <laughs> Go into the, the, the junk in the wallet. <laughs> <laughs> What's Finding in treasure. What's in your trunk? All right. There you go. We actually, uh, we got an alpha. Actually, no, I, I think this project you, where to you brought is solid. Dropped you a little like hidden look at uh, the analytics. Again, I took some screenshots. Try to jam that in the old thing for the poor people, such as Andrew. Just he's not as big a whale as I am. Yeah, VIP OpenC users don't have <laughs> more. And I'm not prepared for the stable-based economy, the digital stable-based <laughs> economy that we're moving towards. I need more horses. I'm. I'm you know, I'll just, I'll just publish my uh, passphrase and you can just pop on there. I'll throw a sweet. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, leave us a review. Send us some ideas. We appreciate you sending ideas. Even if we don't uh, talk about them, we do check them. So All right. appreciate it and see you out there.